Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Open Africa podcast. Uh, my name is Foro <laughs> and today I have the usual suspect. Nusa and Laulu. We introduce ourselves this time. Yes. They finally behaved <laughs> like yes. people were training. Foro is with us. <laughs> she, the she truth is that she warned us this time. Last time. Yeah. <laughs> we're threatened. Alright, so on this episode, we're just going to talk very quickly about 2020 and the products that, you know, we're excited about that were released this year. And also just ask some questions about where some businesses or tech companies have gone. Um, so starting off, we'll, you know, begin with the Paystack storefront versus Sotheby's storefront. I mean, I am personally excited by the Paystack storefront because I feel like it gives full power to the entrepreneur to set up, you know, an easy way to track sales, um, deal sales without having to call each individual customer and also accept payments without having to, you know, send the customer account information or do like any additional work. Just makes life like a lot easier for the entrepreneur. I don't know what you guys thoughts are. Well, I like, I think it's so Flutterweb and Paystack, as much as they say they're not competing, I mean, if you ask them, they feel like they're two different businesses doing two different things. I mean, the strategies are very different, but to us on the outside, they're like neck and neck. Yeah. And like this, the Paystack storefront and the Flutterweb store more or less launched in the same period, like before, right when COVID hit. And yeah, it's been, they've been at each other, as, although they don't, don't admit it at each other <laughs> to, for the longest time. And I think it's actually, it's very interesting in the sense that I guess they're creating their own supply as far as like online transactions. Yeah. I mean, instead of like just sitting idle and waiting for people to come and to come and say, oh, we want to sell something online. They have saying they've basically built out a store and saying you can come and also call, you can set up a store and you can sell online. And that increases like the number of online transactions that can be done. Basically, I mean, that's the way I'm seeing it. I mean, I don't think Paystack set out to be a Shopify, but... It's, it's, it's like that pool marketing strategy yeah. where you're the one driving, you know, um, people to, to use your product via an ancillary um, product or a feature, you know, that you're, that sits on top of your own product. It's pretty smart. But, you know, so when we were talking earlier, we spoke about um, the, like, so when you have platforms like this, then there will always be fraudulent guys that will come and you know come on the platform and try to position themselves as real businesses like my opinion i don't think paystack has anything to do with that because ultimately if you're going to deal with the fraudulent business you've probably dealt with them directly on instagram you're dealing you're dealing with all these vendors directly on instagram or whatsapp or whatever means before paystack or photo came into the picture so i mean while they might feel a need to you know put in certain checks i don't think it's solely their responsibility um, you st- as a customer, you still have to do your due diligence before dealing with, you know. You know, even speaking of fraud, Flutterweb has this thing. Um, 
total payment protection something something basically basically like it's basically for this fraud scenario like if somebody scammed you it's basically fraud is promising that they'll sort you out and they'll get your money back so i guess even oh, I, i'm expecting paystack to launch something similar in in maybe like a couple of couple of months or be weeks i think for me the the coolest thing about the paystack storefront is that it gives me wordpress and woocommerce vibes and that's actually a good thing like in that it's easy you know you don't need to know css and html to build a site you can just go with one of the templates that they have move stuff around and slap a plugin somewhere and, and be able to receive payments you know and this the entire um back office management of like your orders and your inventory and then they take it a step further and then you can talk to people via whatsapp and that's like a major major um means of communication between vendors like in nigeria really so it makes sense is what i'm trying to say like from a user experience point of view so I think five, six years ago, there was this startup called 500 Shops. And they were basically Shopify for Nigeria. And I think this they would have had this if they didn't like close down. Because I, I, I found out about them because I sat on some pitch thing in Tolibibu's office a long time ago. And of all the startups, I actually thought they were the most impressive. I should have won. Are they the ones that CC Hub screwed? Yeah, I'm not going to say CC Hub screwed them because I don't want to say CC Hub screwed them. But unfortunately, <laughs> Trooper won. And seeing this like taste that and photo wave thing just takes me back to that thing, that setup. And I was wondering, I keep thinking that if 500 startups won that thing, got a little runway, and got to build out the product they wanted to build out. There wouldn't be a need for Paystack and Flutterwave to delve into e-commerce. Yeah. Basically, Sha, what I'm saying is that the guys are on the panel of judges that they don't have sense. That's really what I'm wow. getting. That's really what I'm getting. At. <laughs> wow. Anyways, um, moving on <laughs> to other products that we are excited about. Um, Bento. Uh, so Bento, they offer services to uh, business customers, so small businesses in particular. But you know, because they don't have the money to pay for a SAP, SAP license yeah. or any of that, so they give um, companies as well as their employees the opportunity to manage their salary payments, um, tax payment, tax tax remittances, and sure. Um, I say insurance, yeah, health insurance, yeah. as well as um, pension remittances. And then within that ecosystem, they're also working around providing add-on services to the individual users. So, um, I, I mean, monthly rent payments, um, being able to save towards school fees, leveraging their partnerships that they have. You know, they are a pretty, you know, interesting startup that have found like a, it's not a niche market. It's a sweet spot in the market. It's not a niche at all. And yeah. underserved by yeah, very spot. underserved. Yeah, basically people that can't afford SAP. Yeah, 
yeah. to run serious businesses. Which is most of Nigeria, yes. considering the fact that... Yeah, we all don't have money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, they used to be verified.ng. Yeah, yeah run by put it where you want to put it. I feel like that's good context to offer it to, to our <laughs> listeners. I mean, I've met him. He's a great guy. I mean, he's a great guy. Apart from what he tells me, put it where you want to put it. <laughs> oh my lord. Yeah. And, and apart from that gym, I'll tell that gym he's like a great guy. But yeah, um, actually, I, I like the product. I like the product. Uh, I actually think this is something a bigger company should have been doing a long time ago. Bigger company, e.g. Stambic. Wow. Because Stambic has, as a group, they have pension, they have bank. So they can do payroll, they can sort out your payments to Stambic Pension. So that's Stambic, FCMB, First Bank, mostly people that are around whole FCMB and FBI are not serious companies. Wow. Wow. I'm talking about serious companies. FBM will soon die, like give it five years. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that As one. much as they say like, FBMB is too big to fail. Fugaz. We'll soon find... They've been sliding down fugas now. Stambi could pass them by next year, as far as making money is concerned. They're basically like last on fugas. And their guys inside there, I don't even think they have sense either. So, very soon, all this civil servant money is going to dry up. They're going to die. So, yeah. But, yeah, so as I was saying, this is something I feel Stambi should have offered. And as a former employee of that company, this is something that I told Malga that we should do one time. But they don't really, they don't used to listen. So anyway, I'm happy for Bentos. I'm very excited about Bentos. It's a yeah. And now they've they've gone even just beyond simple payroll processing. I think now they want to like provide all the HR like the HR thing. You know, onboarding, um, bonuses. Um, what other things do they always pursue us for in, in the office? That's yeah, good. like an, a one place for yeah for all things HR. And because they process like the salaries, that that's what they're like leveraging to do like for like value added services like um, like payments. So like there's school fees or if you're buying making a purchase, they know the salary that you're going to pay, and they can help you structure a sort of like a buy now pay later play around your salary which is not what i would have thought if you told me about bento but now that i see them say it it all makes sense yeah it all, it all makes sense it all, it all adds up and it all makes sense basically i think the thing for me is once you have captured the salary payment i think that's the trickiest part of hr for me yeah that's the trickiest part everything else is pretty straightforward you book your leave it goes on the calendar everybody can see the team calendar yeah and book your leave accordingly you know once you've captured the money adding on anything else is is an easy sell because it's usually hard harder for businesses to let go of money management in my yeah opinion. yeah yeah and the alternative is is tedious you know have excel spreadsheets and all yourself yeah and it's 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 tedious nobody ever used to look forward to that type of work you know this is something that banks should have been doing and i mean banks do it for like big corporates 
especially in like payroll and stuff. But one day somebody's going to bundle all these things yeah, back and they're going to look like geniuses. When yeah. it was like basically like imagine somebody bundling what Paystack offers with what Bento offers as one business banking offer. Yeah. So And then adding brass on top. And then adding brass on top. I know that when it comes down to this HR thing, I don't think banks are even cocky about it because I know Bento is in conversation with more than one, more than two banks um, to partner with them to offer this service. And I that's one partnership that I think it just it makes sense for everyone involved. The banks can handle the process and their actual payments, you know, the money movement. Um, and Bento just uses their technology to make everybody's life easier. And for me, it, it, it's, it just makes sense. And everyone should get in on that action, honestly. Okay, so other products that came out this year, which this one in particular, we've been waiting for for a minute, uh, Switch by Sterling. Um, I personally don't have much thoughts. It's just another digital bank. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it has evolved. <laughs> it has evolved because two years ago, it was something else. I mean, now it's like it's primarily like targeted at like diaspora now. But two years ago, it was supposed to be a proper digital bank, and they had like a really you know known CEO. I won't I won't yawn too much. I was waiting for this. <laughs> but they had a really known CEO, but. The product just thing launched for a while. Uh, I think she moved on to another company and uh, I think they restarted. Uh, as far as the product itself, uh, it, I'm not going to lie, there's nothing as as much as exciting, it's not really exciting to me like that. Lalu really likes the the app. The app, but I don't know, I don't really like the app. I personally think I have digital banking fatigue. Yeah, um, five million at this yes. point, Abby. Yeah, and yeah, I don't get why Sterling is spinning this off when they have Go Money. Sector, they uh, have like a bunch of. I mean, yeah, it's anyone that banks now. Their, their strategy is very strategy is anyone that banks. I think I think it's just anywhere one more must click. Exactly, it's like doing it's like betting <laughs> on Arabic. Just be betting everywhere. One shot, one shot. Because exactly. and honestly, I can't, I can't fault it because if you have the resources to compete on multiple fronts without any significant, again, they are not opening branches. They are product. They are leveraging the same architecture that they have, um, that Sterling Bank itself has. The only thing that they are probably incurring is is staff costs. And who is to say that you can't just be, be moving yeah be recycling people mm-hmm. around no like okay from what i've heard from like internal people is like they all operate as independent things so there's no like real cross pollination if if anything the only way you know that is, is if you know sterling bank staff you see that they have they all have the account of, with all of them and i mean this is sterling they've then they launched like i invest a long a while yeah. ago yeah. there's double yeah i mean you can't blame them i think the thing is that as a bank or as a traditional financial services organization i think they're just trying to find their place in this whole digital play 
and eventually something will click eventually to come together i would rather yeah i would rather they i would rather a bank plays everywhere just trying their hands at everything than fold their hands and just refuse to evolve i mean i get i get that but i feel like if they channeled all these efforts into go money they could actually build something because go money is an act of all of them go money is one that's actually an interesting product i actually like it and i don't get why you're doing switch when you have go money just whatever leveraging whatever cross-border thing you're leveraging for switch just run it. It's the same license you own, anyways. Common is using their mobile money license. I wonder. I don't know what Switch is using, but you can just bundle it and build one, start spin off one digital bank like the way. Anyway, it's. I'm not here to. I don't know their strategy. Like, it's just. It's, it's just confusing to me on the outside. I mean, for most people, I guess maybe if you don't know that they're related, you treat yeah. them as independent products. But someone that knows, it's the same things. Like, what are you guys doing? Go Money is a very visually appealing it's very app. Well when I saw it, all the group chats I'm in, I flooded them with screenshots. <laughs> like, what? Like, look at this. Yeah. Just look at this and then feel shame for what you put in front of like, us. If, even there are ones for their mobile app, One Bank, where they did a whole, it's a different type yeah. of bank. Why? Wasted efforts. I think. And it's and the experience of one bank is terrible compared to Go Money. I was like, you're not even leveraging like the learnings and the strengths you've gotten from like the Go Money team for your own internal product. Your stuff is too ugly. Maybe A B testing. Let's 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 see what Nigerians respond to. You know the you know the interesting thing. I have a hot take. That Nigerians don't care about design. That Nigerians actually enjoy the one that is not visually appealing by our standards. Yes, because the success of Binance and OP have given me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Until Binance launched this light mode, Binance was confusing, the UX was terrible, and yet there's so it many was Nigerians hot. on Binance. It was and I hot. Do not understand it. I think we are the ones that we're, you know, we are looking for minimalist, clean, smooth transitions. Nigeria, because and, and first things first, what's the refresh rates of the phones that they're using? Because even if you are doing funky animations and everything slides smoothly, if the phone can't handle it, then, then there's no point. I think it's because we are used to like potholes and terrible roads. We're just used to all around <laughs> so terrible sofa in Nigeria that if anything's easy, we are not happy. It has to be hard. Like Opie, Opie will be having ads in the middle of it. But then you now realize that all those like infinite guys when they are taking selfie, Infinix is advertising on the thing. So it's like maybe it's natural for them to just be seeing ads in the app. Bro. But I think, anyways, I, I, that 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 for me raises the point around like customers, like knowing your customers and knowing the Nigerian market properly. It's a very very interesting market. Someone should actually study this thing. See, like Opie reached out like a couple of weeks ago and they were offering to sell ad space for Kuda on the app. And I could I had to read that email two times. Like, what are you, I don't understand. What are you saying? He's like, yeah, we can sell your products on I was like, oh. like Loki, yeah, you know it's competition. And no competition, it's just why would you want it? Me self, I don't want to I don't want to be there. I don't like your guys. Yeah. Speaking of competition and beautiful things, brass and prosper. It's like if you're doing SME banking in this country, you know what you are doing from a UI. From day one, you just know what you're doing. Because those two, they are very, very well designed. Bruh. 
very I was gushing over Prosper, then I saw Brass, and I'm like, okay. Okay. So, I think Brass is built on top of FCMB, which is good, given that FCMB is a useless bank. And it is nice that <laughs> somebody can make something beautiful. <laughs> can make something beautiful out of FCMB. And I think Prosper is not really affiliated to anyone. I think probably have like banking. They have like Providus. ABI. Providus? Yeah. Providus. It's Providus. Right. But because I'm not the guys from Prosper. So it's, I think it's not even. To be fair, it's the same thing. I'm not like. It's the same thing. Brass is, I say Prosper is a bit more mature because they've been out here longer. Mm. But Brass is doing like really. F- they're growing really fast. So I mean, yeah. I think on this episode, we'd like to end it on a, a different note this time. I want to ask a question. So if you know what happened to Fiber, we'd like to feature you on an episode. <laughs> Can I just say that there was a time eh, Losa and I were inside an office and Losa was doing math to figure out how he can spend 50k for one month I, I so that he could move into a fiber I apartment. I fiber was going to change the world. I mean, as, as much as I... Because I left my fiber earlier this year, but here I am. I'm going to check out another fiber after doing Shakara. But, <laughs> yeah, I thought fiber was going to change the world. But... Yeah. I think like doing business in Nigeria is hard. It will, I would actually genuinely be interested in knowing the fiber story because they came out and they had good i think they had good intentions i think the problem that they were trying to solve is a very valid problem but it would be good to understand what what like i don't want to say what went wrong but yeah what what happened oh by the way you guys are asking what went wrong because please just put put some context like give us some context all the co-founders have updated their linkedin and fiber is not there (laughs) i mean uh, I heard just that Obina has jabbered. Uh, the other guy like has like another has a nine to five. It's like oh, they just have like end dates for the day they stop working at five hours. Like this is a bit weird. And nobody has said and no anything. communication to customers. And there's no communication. I guess because it's still running, but I don't know how are they running. Because when I was at Fiber, we it slowly started they start pushing more responsibility to the facility managers on the property. And all they were responsible for more or less was for like payments. Mm. So like even if okay, even if that's where they wanted to like pivot to, at least tell us, let's know. Yeah, because I think that's the thing. I think a lot of startups take for granted the fact that you need to communicate to your customers. Because the truth is that as a startup, right, a lot of people probably gravitate towards your startup because of the reputation of the people behind the startup. Right. Yeah. So if there are changes, I think you owe it to the people to communicate at least that okay, as a business we're transitioning into this, you will start to see more of this, less of that, you know. But yeah, yeah. that's just my thinking. Like they don't update like social as much as they used to. Uh I mean the website still has like listings, but they're like no they're not like getting like new property. Uh it's just when people move up on the existing one is open for leasing and all of that but it just i mean one day what after like i one, i think because my fiber used to complain a lot then one day just left the water and they left us because it used to be like the fiber rep and like the 
Wait. Facility manager. In so the fiber, the fiber <laughs> rep left. Like fiber, fiber rep. Are you serious? Yeah, it was just like us and facility manager, and that's more or less how the dynamic has become. Wow. Well, I still can't afford fiber, so city <laughs> bad dog guys. Yeah. All right. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode. I will catch you in another episode of the Open Africa podcast. Uh, and as promised, we you know we came through another episode pretty quickly. Uh, so yeah, on the next episode, small time before somebody marries again, Sean. So please, if you know what happened to Faber, let us know. This is actually a very serious inquiry. I don't know if you want to tell me the stories. Bye.